Hi everybody, welcome to the Overeaters Anonymous Recovery from Relapse meeting. It, it, today is Tuesday the 18th of January 2022 and I am really delighted now today to welcome Charles H. Charles came to OA in November 2011. He's, up, uh, he's from New York and he is now going to share his experience, strength and hope with us. Take it away Charles. Thank you very much, um, Rita, for your service. I, I love you. I love your passion. I love uh, your whole team. And I love this, this relapse from recovery meeting. It's, it's very powerful. Um, I'm Charles H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And for those that didn't make it to that special uh, thing that happened, special event, I'm going to try to make this share uh, to similar simulate what I stated on Sunday morning. Um, <clears throat> this is a platform, not a stage. Um, you know, I want to talk about Bill W. Uh, he suffered from the mental illness. Did I drink? Did I eat like Bill drank? Yes, I did. Um, and uh, I could say early on in, in program um, that I just kept eating. I really didn't have, I, I lied to sponsors. I really didn't have any um, recovery, even because abstinence for me is not recovery. Abstinence is the ticket in the door. Um, if if I'm working 10, 11, and 12, which means um, I'm, I'm working on my the buildup of human emotions, I'm working on um, doing step work on a daily basis. You know, it's a, it's a given, right, that I'm turning over my alcoholic foods to someone. Um, and to a, a, a deity, which is which is for me, which is what I do, you know, and, and try to carry the message to other people. I wasn't doing that in 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014. I wasn't doing that. I went to all the conventions, Vision for You, the OA bar birthday party. You know, I, I was the closing speaker in 2018. Um, two th you know, I, I've been on a lot of stages and I took recovery as a stage. And this is not a stage, it's a platform. Um, matter of fact, at the first Vision for You convention, you know, I ordered takeout while they was having the main speakers. I didn't care about all that. I cared about, I cared about getting popular in a mental illness program. And I'm not knocking the program, but it's just real. This is a mental illness program. People that eat normally, you're not gonna find them in Overeaters Anonymous. Well, then again, you might, but um, for me, I'm a real compulsive overeater. So my even like last night, my wife's like, you going to another meeting? Yeah. You going to host another meeting? You want to talk again? Nah, it's not that I want to talk. It's that I know my disease. So, um, and I want to talk about, I want to talk about the ism, which is my problem. I see me, indescribable short memory. I'm grateful for the indescribable short memory because I don't have to keep coming back. I can I could keep moving forward. That's my new mantra. Keep moving forward. You know, if you <laughs> if you did step 12, go on back to step one again. Right? Because it's it's a it's a daily reprieve, retreat reprieve, excuse me. Um, so let me talk about page one in Bill's story, where it talks about the word warning twice. Um one time it says strong warning and an ominous warning, which I fa uh, failed to heed. I did not heed to the fact that I was a diabetic. I did not heed to the fact that I was over 400 pounds. I didn't heed to the fact that I was eating. I don't know, this is a recovered meeting, so I'm gonna assume that we can talk about food and not glorify it. 
Okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't heed to the fact that I was having cereal, boxes of cereal, and when the cereal went low, I'd add more cereal, and when the milk went low, I'd add more milk. And it, there was no start, no finish to my meals. I didn't heed to those facts, right? And did I eat like Bill drank? You betcha. So if I scoot over to page two, where it says, and this is the this is the crux of my problem. Let me tell you right here, right here on page two, where it says, the drive for success was on. I proved to the world I was important. Coming to Overeaters Anonymous to try to get popular. I, I went to the birthday party. They pulled on me. Oh, he's a black man. Oh, he's, he's middle-aged. They pulled on me. I thrived off of that. I thrived off of being popular in an anonymous program. How sick is that? It's sick. It's sick. And guess what? I wasn't abstinent. I was in relapse. I was thriving for your, for your admiration. I was thriving for your Texas. Oh, great share on vision for you. Great. That was awesome. Meanwhile, I was being riveted with resentment and, and, and I try to control Ooh, page five. I still thought, nevertheless, I still thought I could control the situation. I didn't use the fellowship. I didn't do 10 steps. I thought that was weak for weak people. But paradoxically, page 68 talks about um, courage. Strength is admitting that I'm weak on a daily basis. 1201, I turn into a pumpkin every day. I relapse every day from the buildup of human emotions. Do I do this thing perfectly? No, but I got 10 step partners, right? You know, people talking about the food. Yes, the food needs to be down and it needs to be evaluated. And I need, I, I, I'm so messed up. I don't know how to eat without aid. I don't know. You know, I used to use sweet potatoes. Sweet potato got sugar in it. You know, I hear in the beginning, I, heard, I didn't know what to, I was like, man, I can't eat nothing because everything got sugar in it. Newsflash, everything got sugar in it. Vegetables got sugar in it. So when people was talking about no flour, no sugar, I literally took that to heart. You know, and, and, and um, I sponsored and I sucked at sponsoring. I relapsed at sponsoring because I sucked. Can you, can you imagine? I relapsed at sponsoring. I wanted you to get more recovered than you wanted to get recovered. I didn't realize working with others says that, you know, you helped me more than I helped help you. I've had many sponsories last year um, and, and they didn't want the program. I learned through my failures. Oh, this is good. I learned through my failures how to sponsor people. I learned through my failures how to eat non-compulsively. I learned that I cannot work the steps without the tools being my handrail. I, I, I can't, I resent people that, that poo-poo on the tools. I do. Because this is a tool right here, here in this meeting. It's a tool. You know, the literature is a tool. The big book, which people worship, is a tool because it falls under literature. I cannot, people, the fellowship, is tools. I cannot work these steps without the tools. And I'm going to say this saying, and it sounds corny, but the tools is the banisters to the steps. It is. And I didn't know that going forward. But recovery from relapse, 
it's possible. You know, and, and my grand sponsor always says, willingness is overrated. It was desperation that gave me the transformation. I am desperate just like day one, because today is day one. Every single day, you know, my friend from Colorado, I don't name bomb. I don't name bomb because, you know, it's just too much. The fellowship has helped me. I enlarge my fellowship. You know, I, I, do, I do service. What it was like, I just kept binging. And I kept acting like this, these steps are for, for idiots. What happened? I got desperate. Went to all the conventions, still benching. Heard good speakers, still benching. Heard, you know, vision for you every single morning, sharing every day, acting like it was all about me, benching. What happened? I don't know. I don't know. I, didn't, I know I didn't get zapped. Maybe what happened is I set aside what I thought I know for a new experience. That's what happened. I set aside what I thought I knew. I set aside the fact that I'm a deacon, a leader of the church. I set aside uh, that I've been to all these conventions. I set aside that I memorized most of the big book. For a new experience, right, to be a student, to be humble, to be candid, to tell you what's on my mind on a daily basis, to stop comparing. You know, I realized also that I'm an oversensitive, egocentric, selfish, dishonest, compulsive overeater that turned into a pumpkin at 1201, sometimes before. And I also noticed through doing step work that um, some people are holding grudges against me for things they did to me. Ooh, that might be too much. But you know what? The steps, solution to every problem solved. Nothing changed about the people that was holding grudges towards me. My perception changed. You know, this morning, you know what really changed as well? Like I was on, I had a long, long weekend and I was around my family. I love my family, but I could not wait to get away from them to come to work today. That's what changed. Me, I want to binge out and, oh, I can't take her. Yeah, I can't take them. So I step out the room and I do a 10 step. Then I come back. My wife be like, oh, what's going on? Oh, nothing. She's like, oh, you probably did a 10 step. They know. They know. They know when I step off for a minute, five minutes. Because you know what? I used to be like, oh, I don't have time to do 10 steps. If I can go binge, I can go do a 10 step. If I can go to the bathroom, I can do, do a 10 step. If I can, you know, same thing with the amends. It don't, it's not a long, drawn-out thing. If I can go use the bathroom, I can make a living amends. I can even make a direct amends, a phone call, you know, hey, how you doing, mom? I do it with my mom all the time. Hey, mom, I'm sorry for ghosting you. I ghost my mom. She get on my nerves. I ghost her. Ghosting means um, just like uh, you don't exist to me. And, 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 I, and I realized through the step work, too, and that's, that was a big relapser, like silent scorn. I don't like you, so I'm going to be quiet. Oh, you got me pissed off on a meeting? I'm not going to say nothing for three months. And acting like that was spirituality, in, 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 in all reality, that was false pride. I heard, I heard at a, a meeting yesterday, you know, it was Martin Luther King Day yesterday. And, you know, I started a BIPOC meeting and it was popular and it was big. But I was like, I, I am not segregating in Overeaters Anonymous. I'm not segregating. 
yeah, I know they got special folks' this meetings. And, you know, we started that meeting off of resentment. And there was no coffee involved, though. But it was because, uh, and I'm sharing this part of my story. Uh, because, you know, in 2020, you know, with the with the police brutality, and that wasn't new, but it, it, it happens. Well, watch them leaving. I don't care. This is my story. 2020, you know, people talking about George Floyd and, and, and Breonna Taylor. And, yes, those were outside issues. So, you know, people was calling outside issues on me and other people. I took it personal and we started a BIPOC meeting. But guess what? Then people started getting on my nerves, too. And I <laughs> because, you know what, people are people. And you know what? I said, you know what? I made a decision after doing a million 10 steps. It was time to do something else. And, and relapse from recover, recovery from relapse equals subtraction is addition. Yeah, I was uh, one of the co-founders and I, I moved on. Just like my higher power is Jesus Christ. He touched one and left. I touched a couple of people and left. I segregated in Overeaters Anonymous. Subtraction in recovery equals addition. Um, I can't, so the people that, that hold grudges on me, you know, so let me say this. So, um, it, it, so the motive was kind of dishonest yesterday when I was on Vision for You and I, and I, and, uh, I call it 10 tradition. Everybody was talking about the birthday party. And yes, we know it's exciting. And yes, we know this and that but they were going into details about how do I get the things in it. And I was like, 10 tradition break. So for me being a minority in Overeaters Anonymous and being, a, but, but, but knowing that I'm one of the fellowship and knowing that I go over the traditions, I felt comfortable being uncomfortable in, in people's minds. I was, on, I was on the dinner table on other people's 10 steps and it was eating up because I don't have a problem calling a 10 tradition break because if I know better, I need to act better and I need to call it and I call it. And it wasn't a popular thing, but we need to keep, we need to keep these rooms safe. That is recovery from relapse. Knowing, you know how much times I've heard tradition breaks and I just kept quiet because of fear. The fear is the, is the buildup of, it's underneath everything. I'm not saying nothing. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't do that with my family no more. My wife is a compulsive overeater. I'm like, hon, you, you probably need to stop doing that. And yeah, you know, I, I probably need Al-Anon, but, um, but I'm not going to watch you kill yourself in front of me. And I'm not buying any of your binge foods and, and none of that. That's recovery from relapse. I'm not judging her. I'm just saying I'm not going to be around that. And, and talking about sponsorees, man, uh, uh, about 12 of them left last year on their own because, uh, you know, I have a boundary. I suggest you to listen to this meeting, listen to that meeting. If you're not doing that, then, then you probably need to hear a new voice. So I got one sponsee that I picked up last, two weeks ago. And he was on fire and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not me. It's his intensity. So, so, um, Consistent, consistent, consistency trumps intensity. You know, everybody's on fire in January. Check, check back by Valentine's Day. And that's just real. Everybody's on fire. Everybody got the gym membership for the year. Check back by March. 
You know, we, we, we trudge this road of happy destiny every single day. That is recovery from relapse. You know, my resentments don't matter. My fears don't matter. The buildup of human emotions don't matter. You know what matters? My consistency to combat those buildup of human emotions. That is recovery from relapse. You know, the second step, the most underutilized step, we hear this when we go to these uh, big book meetings, is two and 10. We don't, we don't, we don't want to believe in something else. We want to believe that we're the power. But the big book tells me that lack of power is my dilemma. That's my issue. I don't have power to do this by myself. I don't. So, um, you know, I know a lot of people have an issue with, with the word religion. But if we look on page nine, it says, Ebby said, Bill says about Ebby, it was a simple religious idea and a practical program of action. So without that idea, which is surrender or set aside or both, then if I'm not setting aside what I think I know for a new experience, if I'm not surrendering to this beautiful blue book, then um, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna take this, uh, this recovery serious. I got a 10-step partner. I got an 11-step partner. I got a sponsor. I got a sponsee brother of bloodline that, that, that I work with every single day. I don't care what day it is. I got a guy that, um, that I used to sponsor. He's my good friend. He's, he's going to meetings now. Um, I said, I can't sponsor you, bro. We too, we too friendly. I know you too good. You need somebody. You need a sponsor. But I, I plant the seed. I may not be there to, to water it, but I plant the seed. I plant the seed. This is recovery from relapse. I plant the seed through a stony ground and somebody else may come and water it. That's my pledge. I think uh, Roxanne, you know, the, the founder of our program, she planted a big seed. She relapsed. Matter of fact, all those people back in the days relapsed. The founders of Overeaters Anonymous, most of them relapsed. You know, and um, they, they found recovery from relapse a life beyond their wildest dreams. And um, hmm. I got to remember that 12-step program, Overeaters Anonymous, it's not a seminar. It's not a seminar where we're, you know, we go and we pay people to show us how to do something. This is, this is a platform. It's an honor. It's not a stage. You know, I know some people get jacked up because, you know, um, maybe they're having relationship issues and maybe they're not, um, maybe they don't feel important. But if you're, if you're working these steps like your hair's on fire, your presence is going to change rooms without you saying a word. Your community, you're going to change your community just by your presence. The steps look good on everybody. They look good. So recovery from relapse, it's a life beyond my wildest dreams. I can do, they say in the big book, in the stories, I love page 29, uh, where it says, in our personal stories, you see how each teller, through his experience, found recovery. And look, 
They didn't find recovery not telling their story. Don't tell me what to do. Show me what you did based on your story. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And I want to leave some time on the clock for y'all. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Well, that was just wonderful. Big hand of applause there to Charles. I'm just going to read the last page, one of the last pages in the big book, page 568. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of a spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God consciousness. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any compulsive overeater capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated with an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the pro program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the es essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. There is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. And that is that principle is contempt prior to investigation. <laughs>